here last week. Um, we got to go on holiday, which was nice. We spent a few days down in Papamoa, um, also known as right next to Tauranga. For those who don't know, and um, it was quite good. My mum has just built a, a house down there, so she was up in Auckland, so we took the opportunity and we used her house while she was gone. <laughs> Cheapest hotel I've ever been in, and um, it was a lot of fun. My little sister lives down there as well, so um, we got to hang out with her, and, and, um, which was okay. <laughs> nah, she's great. So what was in Papamoa, I had, I, had I had to take a risk. I had to experience probably one of the biggest risks that you can take in life. I had to go buy coffee from an unknown coffee shop. <laughs> and this, is, this is a big issue, you know. It's dangerous. And so the place that we chose that I was, I was instructed by someone had good coffee, it turned out that they made their coffee with dirt. So well, it tastes like it anyway. And so I uh, eventually found good coffee in a tea shop, so, which is really confusing. <laughs> but the tea shop that specializes in tea had the best coffee. So, but that's life as believers, eh? We take risk. <laughs> There's not too many coffee drinkers in here, obviously. <laughs> so um, I've been thinking about some of the stuff that took place last year. Isn't it crazy, 2017? I mean, how did that happen? And uh, I was thinking about last year because... Lara, myself, and Jess have been here just over a year now. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you are a bit quiet on that one. <laughs> so um, I've been thinking about the year that's sort of been and the guest speakers that we've had and the, uh, the events that have taken place and, and the deposits that they've made in our lives. And um, who knows, you can fall in the trap of going through conferences and events and going through the motion without actually like taking hold of what these, these people have released and deposited and, and not actually go through the process of implanting it in our own lives. And so um, I've been thinking about that and some of the things that they released. And um, there was a, a comment that Bob Hazlitt made and um, it was worded something like this. Um, <laughs> That's why I write it down. Yep. <laughs> yep. If you anyone got a word of knowledge right now? Like yeah. Yeah, so he said many people are looking for a new prophetic word rather than just stepping in the one they've already got. Isn't that a great statement? Many are looking for a new prophetic word rather than stepping into the one they've already got. Maybe you don't like the ones you've got. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but we're not very good at processing stuff, eh, and actually letting it absorb into our being and feeding on it. And so um, as I was thinking about that and thinking about 2017 and, and what that means for me and for my family and for the, the Liberty family, and um, the word that really was really heavy and, and really weighty while I was thinking about this stuff was the word intentionality, being intentional. To be intentional about the things that we do, to um, 
where what we believe becomes an action, where what we believe becomes an experience, and what has been promised becomes our normal. Amen. You know, we just worship that all his promises are yes and amen. You know, and there should be there should be a point in our lives where we're actually walking and experiencing those promises in fullness. So it's one thing to have prophecies and promises. And who who doesn't like to receive a prophetic word? But there's an intentional step on our part to to actually do something with it. Amen? And to see see it manifest in our lives. And um, I think a part of what we need to steward this year is intentionality. I don't think it's the only thing, but I think we need to be intentional about being intentional. You know, so today I want to encourage you in that, and um, this uh, next week is going to kind of be a flow-on message from this, and um, so this week I want to talk briefly about being intentional about advancing the kingdom within you, and next week being intentional about advancing the kingdom without you, not without you, but outside of you. (laughs) You ever thought about that? God could just do this so much better himself, but he's chosen to partner with us. It's amazing. So, yeah, extending the kingdom with you and with God and us as a family. So um, I know this is an early January message, so it's not going to be heavy, some deep theological message, but um, <laughs> well, I could change it. But most of us are sort of still in holiday mode, and I kind of am too, and, and I quite enjoy that mode, so I'm going to use it as long as I can. Um, but I want to encourage you to look forward to 2017 as being an increase in your life, an increase in your life where the promises of God that you already have are being drawn to you, and they're getting closer or actually becoming an actual experience for you to walk in and live from. So not just an, a random increase of stuff happening, because who knows that happens, but focused intentionality of being on a journey of an advancing kingdom with a loving Father. So, we're part of a kingdom. I'm just going to read some scripture in this This bit of scripture I try to put into everything that I teach or preach because I really like it. Um, And it actually fits, which is good too. So (laughs) Romans 8.29, and this is the message translation. I've, I've probably said it heaps of times, but you can listen to it again. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. The Son stands first in the line of humanity he restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. After God made that decision of what his children should look like, he followed it up by calling people by name. And after he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. How awesome is that? And then, after getting them established, after he grounded you on Christ... He stayed with you. He's walking with you, gloriously completing what he had begun, that you would look like Jesus. Come on. That's such good news. Colossians 1.13. 
So he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. How awesome is that? Philippians 3.20 tells us that our citizenship is in heaven. And when you're a citizen of a realm, you receive the benefits of the king. His strength is for us. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. That's a great verse, isn't it? <laughs> I think we can all love that one. You know, that the, the past has gone. You are a new creation that has never been before. Wow. And what does that look like? Second Peter tells us that we have been made partakers of the divine nature. So that's what you look like. That's a good thought right there. You have his nature. Hasn't fully manifested yet, but you have his nature, you know. So we've been put at peace with God. We're sons, we're daughters. We have a citizenship of a greater kingdom than the realm of the world. It's an advancing kingdom, which is brilliant. And we're no longer defined by our past anymore. We've been defined by who he is. And we're on the journey of exploring all what that looks like for us. Amen? But only if we're intentional about it. Only if we're going to be intentional about being on that journey to explore what does that mean? What, is it, what does it look like for you to be a new creation? What does it look like for you to live with the attributes and the nature of God? Wow. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor. Just look at them and think, man, what's that going to look like for you to look like God? I mean, <laughs> when I look at you, I just see Jesus. <laughs> I see someone who is presenting the Father. I see someone who is glorifying all that Jesus has done. A living testimony of the work of Jesus. Wow. It's a hard one when you're sitting next to your spouse, eh? <laughs> so, stewarding an advancing kingdom within ourselves is intentional about being, well, is being intentional about what we think what we say and what we do. Who knows that where the kingdom is advancing, we look more like Jesus. Where there is an advancement of the kingdom, we look more like Jesus. As he advances, as the, the rule and the reign and the lordship of Jesus uh, overwhelms every aspect and area of our lives, we, we, we manifest our true identity in Christ. So I'm going to share a couple of stories from our own lives that have been part of our process because I don't fully look like Jesus yet and he's working on it, you know. Um, about five years ago, we were kind of debating how long ago it was actually. I think it's five years ago. At a Boxing Day um, church picnic, I was playing soccer on wet grass and... Um, 
during an amazing soccer move. It was, you know, it was absolutely fantastic. The best sort of tackle that I've ever done. But the problem was, um, my body went that way, and my left leg went the other way, and then I fell back on my leg, and it was sticking out the wrong way. <laughs> so I remember being on the ground and thinking, oh, this was the, the worst pain that I had ever experienced in my life. And, and being a bloke, I, I, I managed to push my leg straight, and I got up, and I decided I was going to walk it off. <laughs> I did. So I started limping around on the grass and put my hand on my knee and I was and I was speaking in tongues and praying and and um you know I, the pain reduced a little bit and so then I went back to the picnic. I stopped playing soccer, but I went back to the picnic. And a little while after that, you know, I, we I helped pack up some carrying boxes and stuff to the car and we're loading up the the car with stuff and then we drive back home and I sit down on the on the couch at home and Dang, <laughs> that's when all the pain came rushing back at once. <laughs> and I said to Lara, it was interesting, because at the picnic we had a doctor there, and she goes, you need to go to the hospital. I said, no, it's fine. And, and so here I am at home, and then I said to Lara, yeah, I need to go to the hospital, because um, it hurts a lot. So um, I'm not normally one who goes to doctors. So it was, it was pretty horrible. <laughs> So we go to the doctors, I find that I torn my MCL, which is a ligament inside your knee in here. I hope I'm pointing in the right place, somewhere in here, eh? <laughs> and they put me in the brace, and they send me the physio, and, 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 and I'm on crutches, and um, it healed really fast, though. The physio was really impressed, you know, good testimony, quick recovery. Um, but I'm sure, like anyone who's had an injury in their life, uh, it's never the same. Who can relate to that? If you had a, a big injury in your body, it almost seems to be never the same. Even though the physio said it's going to be 100% normal how it was, he was wrong. So, um, you know, I'd get these random aches, like just after my recovery, it was actually pretty good for a while, and then it just went horrible. Get these really horrible random aches, especially at night, it would wake me up, couldn't get comfortable, you know, shoving pillows around my leg and all sorts of things, you know, discomfort. For some reason, you seem to be able to predict the weather. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's going to rain soon, you know. <laughs> you, you start to mentally protect it, you know. Like if I was going to jump down from these steps or walk down the steps, I'm like, uh, and, you know, you go out of your way to use your other leg. And um, just the thought of playing soccer again makes me really, really aware of my knee. You know, even the thought of wet grass makes me think of that day. And I'm like, ooh. You know, it's almost like there's, there's an element of, of fear associated with it. The other week, it occurred to me, instead of, instead of saying my bad knee, I'm going to intentionally call it my left knee. Because what I discovered is I was saying, oh, yeah, my bad knee. It became a reference, oh, my bad knee or my good knee. And it dawned on me, that's just like dumb. That's what, how dumb can that declaration be? I thought, I've got to get intentional about now calling this my left knee, not my bad knee. I'm going to watch what I say about my knee because wholeness is a promise achieved at the cross. I'd rather decree an agreement of what Jesus did for me than what I'm currently feeling. 
And to use Steve Buckland's um, terminology, I have a good knee that's having a bad day. You know? <laughs> I've got a good knee that's having a bad day. And, you know, this seems like a small thing. You think, oh, you know, like, that's just, just nothing. But I was sharing this story with someone, and they went, oh, just the other day. And they're like, oh, that's how I speak to my injury from the past. I'm going to change that. I'm going to change my language and speak only good things about this part of my body that was damaged. How awesome is that? And this is the kingdom advancing within us. This, this is an, an area of my life where the kingdom is taking advancement where I'm having a different thought, a better thought, where I'm actually anchoring more in hope and anticipation of wholeness. Amen? Not to mention the displacement of that fear of wet grass. <laughs> That's not the reason why I don't mow the lawn. <laughs> Does that make sense? I've just got a few stories, if that's all right. This next story I want to share, um, I'm sharing with permission, it's um, our daughter Jess. Now, last August, Jess had an incident playing netball, and um, she not only fell and twisted her ankle, but a girl fell on her and bent her foot a different direction as well. And so she came away that day with a lot of pain, and 10 days later, with no improvement, on what we thought was just a sprained ankle, we took her to A&E. And um, they gave her crutches and they referred her for x-rays and physio and, you know, a couple of appointments with a physio. Like, it was, it was so bad that at the physio, after an appointment with a physio, she couldn't go to school the next day because her leg was so bad from the physio. So the physio, after a couple of sessions, said, look, I'm not going to touch this anymore because it was increasingly getting worse. So Jess was on um, crutches this whole time, constant pain, and the pain was actually moving up her leg to the point that it was just below her knee. All that area of her leg was just in agony. You couldn't touch it. And so we finally got to a specialist. Um, the physio put us onto one, and um, we had to wait two months to get an appointment with the physio, uh, the specialist. And so Jess is on crutches this whole time, persevering with all that pain. And um, we get to the specialist, and... He diagnoses her in like two minutes. He knew exactly what it was, and it's called complex regional pain syndrome. So um, basically the nerves in her foot were going nuts. So her foot had healed, but her nerves are saying, no, you know. And there's probably a much better medical definition of that than, yeah, that's how I understand it. So her, her nerves are thinking that her foot's still damaged. So after all this time, we had this answer that was confusing us all, and we'd been praying for it all the time, and the only relief she got was when one of the interns that came with Steve Backlin um, prayed for it, and the, the, the area of pain actually reduced down her leg, but she was still in pain. So um, all this is going on, and um, what they mean for us as a family is Jess is in constant pain. She's not sleeping at night. And she, was, she was put on really strong painkillers, and they did almost nothing. You know, so a, a nine-year-old going on 10, going through all this, not sleeping at night, trying to do school, constant pain. You know, me having to carry a bag into her school classroom oh, every day. Come on. It's trials and tribulations. 
It's nice to have some sympathy. <laughs> you know, she wasn't able to, to do sport. She wasn't able to swim. And you probably saw her hobbling around here at church. And so we also found out the crutches they gave her, the rubber bit at the bottom had worn out and she was walking on bare metal. <laughs> so it explained why she kept slipping over as well. So um, she wasn't clumsy, she was just had bad, bad crutches. So um, I even had a teacher, this is amazing, I had a teacher at her school stop me and said, you know, Jess, with all that she's going through, um, is amazing, she never complained, she's always smiling and happy. This is like three months of this constant pain, and a teacher said that about her. Isn't that amazing? And so one day, early December, I was dropping Jess off at school, ready for my routine of carrying her bag to her class. And um, I realized she didn't have her crutches with her. And I was, I was annoyed slash angry slash something. And, and <laughs> I was just like, where are your crutches? Oh, man, I'm not, I don't have time to go back home and get them. I was, I was in not a very happy place. Um, but... But I was just annoyed at the whole thing going on. And, and she just said, I decided I'm not going to have them today. And she put her bag on her back and she walked into the school. Isn't that amazing? So I had to have a better thought right then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I realized what was happening. And everything Jess had been through, she was deciding that she was going to move forward. Her leg was going to have to improve. That was the demand she was putting on the situation. You know, she was, she was putting this demand that it had to improve. She wasn't going to accept anything less. And so she, she decided she was going to have a better thought about this and she was going to put that thought into action. And she, knew, she knows that wholeness, her wholeness is in Jesus and so she just got up and she stepped into it. And so she went off to class limping and who knows, you see her walking around now, you wouldn't actually know, eh? And that scares me, she walks around in jandals, especially earlier on. So I asked her last night, why did she just stop using her, why did she decide to stop using her crutches? And she said, I was sick of being held back from what I wanted to do. I was like, wow, this is a 10-year-old. I was sick of being held back from what I wanted to do. I love that. This is someone who's at 10 years of age is embracing an internal advancing kingdom in their lives where she refuses to remain a victim and be victorious. She's choosing to be victorious and not a victim. But who knows that Jess has to keep being intentional with that thought to move forward. Amen? So because she does still have bad days, she has pain in her legs still. Sometimes... You know, it gets, I don't know how to describe it, it gets tired. I don't know why it happens. My leg was doing the same thing. But, and she'd rest her foot. But for her, the crutches were a step back that she was not willing to accept anymore. She's just refused to go there. Isn't that amazing? Jess wasn't going to settle in her circumstances. She was going to shift them. And it starts with a thought than an action based on that thought. She was intentional. You know, her attitude and mindset through all this has really made Jess one of my heroes. You know? It's amazing. 
She didn't let those periods of what appeared to be no breakthrough rob her of being victorious. I love it. Did any, does anyone have a, um, did anyone have a blue Christmas tree? Oh, that's a random thought. Is anyone ashamed to admit they had a blue Christmas tree? <laughs> okay, no pressure or, or shame. But if you did have a blue Christmas tree, come and see me afterwards, okay? <laughs> okay. So I've got one more story, if that's good. Is this all right? So another story I'd like to share is one of provision. And this is probably maybe a year and a half, close to two years ago. I got a phone call from someone, and um, they'd just been made redundant. And they were really fearful about the future. And they had all these mortgage, you know, mortgage payments and bills and, and just the stuff that comes with life, and they were really concerned about what was happening for them um, because it put them in a really hard spot. And, and so I shared with them the power of thanksgiving. Now, this person isn't a practicing believer. I'll put it that way because they're on a journey because otherwise they wouldn't have rung me and spoken to me about it. Um, so I just, I just said, thank God for the job that he's got lined up for you. Start to enter into thanksgiving that he's got this and he's lining up the perfect job for you. So they went away and started doing that. They started giving thanks. Not even a believer, really. They started giving thanks to God for a job that he had for them, that he was going to line up. And so within that same week, she got a phone call from someone who offered her a job, <laughs> which was actually a promotion on her old job with more money and a higher position. How awesome is that? <laughs> the key here was to have another thought. You know, circumstances look bad, but God is the provider. By entering into thanksgiving, she was aligning her mindset with possibility and declaring a new job. She actually switched from fear to intentionally, I'm going to step into something. God's got this. So the advancing kingdom within us is when we begin to think like Jesus with no limitation. The advancing kingdom within us is when we, we begin to speak like Jesus. We start to declare with authority and speak things into being that aren't. The advancing kingdom within us is when we start to act like Jesus. You know, actions that are aligned with faith and belief that all things are possible. Great things can happen. What happens then? Areas in our life that have lack Areas in our life that, that have lack are challenged with provision and possibility. And we come into a place where we don't accept that just life can happen to us. Life is going to come from us. Because we're in Christ. He is life itself. So life should be coming from us, not just happening to us. We're not at the mercy of what's possible in the world we are citizens of a world that loves to do the impossible. That's a great thought right there. You're citizens of a kingdom that loves to turn up and do what's impossible in this realm. 
So what do you want to be intentional about this year? What areas of your life do you want to see advancement in? You know, maybe it's in your relationships. Maybe it's your relationship with God that you want to deepen your connection with God the Father, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you want to build better relationships with, um, with family and friends. Maybe you'd just like to have a friend. <laughs> your finances, increases of income, generosity, you know. You know, generosity is an inside job. Cancellation of debt, employment opportunities. Your dreams, what are you dreaming? What dreams have you let go of because they seem too hard or impossible? Or maybe just life got in the way and the dream became something that's, you know, lost in time. Maybe areas of health. Mental, emotional, physical. Where do you need an increase of the kingdom in your internal world? Maybe personal areas of your life. Maybe you've got an issue with anger. It's time to have a new thought. You actually don't have an issue with anger because you have a new nature. You have a peace issue. Graham Cook teaching. I'll put my name on it because it's good. Maybe you have an issue with hopelessness. What if you decided that the moment that you were born, the world increased in hope? (laughs) Because if you think about it, that's true. Every time someone is born, what can God do through that one person? That's you. You were born. I was going to say if you have a belly button, you're born, but then, I don't know, it comes up back to that debate, did Adam have a belly button? So I don't want to go there. <laughs> Worthlessness. You know, did you, did you know that the body is incomplete without you? The body of Christ is incomplete without you, so you actually have great worth. Turn to the person next to you. I'm incomplete without you. <laughs> Uh, some marriages are being healed right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, try and land this. So a couple of questions, because we're running out of time. What does my life look like as a citizen of heaven, as a child of a loving Father God? What does your life look like as a citizen of heaven, as a child of a loving God? And what do I need to intentionally do to step into that? What do I need to to steward this year to take hold of to see the kingdom advance inside my world? You know, 2017 is the the year for us to have a better thought. It's, It's the year for us to be intentional to have the kingdom advancing within us that when the world sees us, they see Jesus. When the world sees us, they see the loving Father. When the world sees us, they see something greater than what's available in the world. They see his kingdom. He's glorified. That our lives would just be a testimony boasting on the goodness and the completed work of Jesus. Thanks, guys. 
How are we doing for time? Is it making sense? Who wants a year like that? You don't have to stop there, eh? 2018 can be even more. <laughs> Who wants to be intentional about having the kingdom advance in their lives? Where what's, what's lacking hits the kingdom and increase comes. And God's glorified. Okay, we're just going to take a minute. Go ahead and just stand. We're going to, um, just before we do this, um, if you're on the ministry team and you're actually here and not on holiday, um, you, do, you will have a job shortly. So um, if you're free to come forward, come forward, that'd be great. Because we want to have an opportunity for, if you want prayer, to get prayed for. Okay, God's just going to highlight to you someone around the room. And they could be right on the other side of the room. It doesn't matter. And you're going to go find someone and you're going to bless them. You're going to bless them with an amazing year of increase. Now, this is not a time for you to give a 20-minute prophecy or, or hundreds of words of knowledge. This is going to be quick and short. You're just going to find that person and you say, I'm going to bless you. I bless you with an amazing year of increase that the kingdom would expand within you. And that, that greatness and all the cool stuff that's found in Jesus would manifest in your life. You can word it some, something like that or similar if you like. Because <laughs> I can't repeat what I just said. So, <laughs> okay, you only got like two minutes to do this. If you can bless two people, do that. Go for it. Move. <laughs> Okay, okay, guys, the ministry team want to come up the front. And if you want prayer this morning, we would love to pray for you. We would love to bless you, encourage you, speak healing over you. If you need prayer for anything, feel free to come up the front. We've got a great team here. And we're just going to worship.